Hello and welcome back, Beat Heads. You are yes. listening to And the Beat Goes On, Dating After Divorce with your hosts, Dion McDonald. Hi, Dee. Hey. And me, Jackie Trammell. And we're so excited to be back. To be back, you guys. Um, we, you know, I realized last summer we did this and this summer again, we, we had a little month-long hiatus. So thank you guys so much for your patience. I feel like sometimes when the seasons change, especially when you're going to summer, like so much is going on and both of us had trips. You had a lot of work going on. Yeah. I had a lot of work. Um, you know, you've got your kids and we just kind of I don't know if we decided together or if it just happened, but anyway, um, we decided, hey, we're just taking June off. We're having a little summer break for Jackie and me, so we're back, and um, guess what, Jackie? What? We're in cancer season. I knew you Woo! were going to say that. Because <laughs> every year, happy cancer season. Happy cancer season, and I would say happy almost birthday to you, but... I think you're going to have, we'll have another episode before your yeah, birthday. Yeah, but so. it is our birthday month coming up. July yeah. is our, so happy birthday to all of our fellow Cancerians out there. You know, we're all, we're all pretty big into the astrology thing on this podcast. So happy birthday, Cancerians. We That's love you. Right. Get ready for all the emotion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I don't another, have to get ready. <laughs> another thing that's weird about what? today or new about today is that neither one of us is drinking today. Right. Well, I mean, we're both drinking so, water. <laughs> if you hear us slurping, it is unfortunately not bubbles. Um, I'm just taking a few days hiatus. But Jackie, I think that you're doing something a little bit bigger than that. Well, Do you want to share? So I started this 75 hard challenge, which I am loving. Um, but it's 75 days. And one of the components, I won't go into the whole thing, but one of the components of it, <clears throat> excuse me, is that you don't drink alcohol for the 75 days. So wait, that's not the part you're loving, is it? I don't mind it, actually. Okay. I don't mind it. Now, that's not to say that I won't go back to having some alcohol afterwards, but mm. um, I thought that was going to be a lot harder than it has been. The harder part is drinking a freaking gallon of water a day. See, I think I always drink at least 64 ounces. Now, I know you're drinking 128 ounces, so that's double what I drink, but I feel like it wouldn't be that big of a stretch for me to go from two of my Nalgene's to four. So that wouldn't actually be as hard. And I don't want to sound like an alcoholic when I'm like, it would be so difficult to go 75 days. But I do work in the industry, so it would be a little difficult. However, I'm super inspired. And what made you decide to do this right now? Well, a few things. So a a good friend of mine has done it before, and she loved it. And so we've kind of been supporting each other through it Mm -hmm. right now. And then, honestly... You know, my daughter's wedding is coming up, and I want right. to look better for that. And I've just needed to make some changes. I yeah. really wanted to kind of cut back on some things. And so it's just a really good launch pad to a much health and creating some 75 days you create some pretty significant habits and so true true it's been it's been really helpful. Now, I will tell you, mm. when you say the gallon of water is a challenge, there is a component of this that I think is a little bit of a practical joke. Because <laughs> you, one of the other components is you do two 45-minute or more workouts a day, at least one of which has to be outside, which is great. I have a dog. I take her for a nice long walk with some hills and everything. I think I know where you're going with this. You're drinking all the water. All the and water. And then all of a sudden you're outside, and what are you, you going to do? Yeah. So day two. So day <laughs> one, I had to cut my walk a little bit short uh-huh. because I was like, I'm not going to make it home. Day two, I was like, okay. I'm going to go potty right before I leave my house. Okay. And I will surely be able to make it 45 minutes. Mm-mm, not drinking that much. No. Huh? And I, I mean, it's early. It was early-ish in the day, so it wasn't like I'd had a whole gallon, but it was still, I'd been drinking much more water than my body okay, right. was used to. So again, I had to kind of cut it short, but I got a little further than I had the day before, and I was feeling good about that. So but by the time I got to my front door, I had to go. So I got in the front door, and Dan, I don't know if you know that if you've experienced this, but sometimes when you have to go really bad and you get in front of the toilet and a couple little drops come out because you know you're so excited, <laughs> like like your bladder just senses that you're near the toilet. Right? It is weird. Like I haven't had the drops come out, but I have. It's like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and then all of a sudden you're standing in front of the toilet and it's like I am not fine, and it's all you can do to unzip your uh-huh. pants. Uh huh. Okay. So I got in my front door. Oh no closed the door and it just it wasn't like a couple little drips i straight up peed, peed my pants your... like a toddler <laughs> which would have been fine <laughs> what if i had just stayed in one place 
But because I was focused on, I have what? to get to the toilet. Jackie, I literally peed my pants no, no, no. from my front entry no, 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 all the way down no. the hall into my bathroom. And then as I'm pulling down my leggings, what? all the way up the toilet no. and onto it. And so then I had this level. And Phoebe's looking at me, my dog, for was those she, of you. Was she like? She was like, I would be in so much trouble if I did what I did. you just did. Wait, tell me she wasn't trying to lick it up, though. I would love to tell you that. But oh, that would be a lie. No. I got her. She's she's compliant. She stopped. She didn't. She just was like start. I was like, no, 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 no. She's like, well, mom, I know you've rubbed my nose in it before. Oh my gosh. So I do think that I have learned. So oh, now I've learned grief. to back off my water consumption for a little period of time before I go. And I go right before I leave the house. And like today, there's a little park not far from my walk. And I oh, remembered geez. that they have public bathrooms. So I've stopped in there a couple times on my way back. Well, and I don't know about you, but <clears throat> when I have to go, I will go anywhere, anytime. I will like find a bush that mm-hmm. I can crush. I have been in, I'm probably most of our listeners don't even know where this is, but there's there's a very public park here in Seattle that goes right along the waterfront. It's called mm-hmm. Elliott Bay Trail. There are, at any given time of the day, there are myriad people walking that trail. And I was running on that trail one day, and I had to go so bad. And I did not want to pull a Jackie, which is now what I'm going to start calling it. (laughs) Um, And I was like, oh, my God. And there were no public restrooms anywhere near. And I couldn't get to my house. And I literally, in the middle of the day, squeezed between these bushes where there's one, there's a, a running path on one side and a biking path on the other side. And if anybody had just glanced to their side, they would have seen me in those bushes dropping trowel. <laughs> You're probably not even the first person that's done that. I don't know. But I was like, all I know is I can't stand here on the sidewalk and do this. So this is going to happen. Well, and I did. So, like, there's a cute little trail park, I guess is the best way to call it, That's that I can drive to. And sometimes on the weekends, I'll take the dog, and that'll be yeah. our outdoor exercise. Right. We'll go walk through there. And I was on that network of trails Mm -hmm. when I had to go you know maybe a week after the incident and (laughs) that's what we call it now the incident the incident and so like there I just stepped off the trail and found it right and and no one came by and it was just pee and it's fine but I've done that many many times but the the route that I walk is like through neighborhoods and along a busy road so there is nowhere other than there is the park. So Have you ever that. considered knocking on someone's door and being like, I know this is really weird? No, because I'm always listening to true crime, crime podcasts <laughs> while I'm walking. And okay. I'm like, they're either going to think I'm a murderer okay. or I'm going to get murdered. So Fair I point. just, I just Fair don't point. do that. But speaking wow. of people seeing you in these positions, like what if someone had seen you? Do you think they would have fallen in love at first sight? With my vagina? <laughs> with you. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, if they did, they're kind of sick. But I, 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 wait, Jackie, did we just introduce our topic? We did, but then I realized as I was introducing our topic, that, oh, there's just a couple little things I oh wanted to gosh. hit first. Okay, so, so that's a little teaser. Spoiler alert, we're talking about love at first sight. Anyway, yes, we are. go on. So we talked about this one on a previous episode. And I just thought, it, I keep seeing this in my sort of news feed. Okay. And it's the speed dating, and every article is saying it's making a comeback. I'm telling you, I think it would be a lot of fun to do. I feel like you can learn so much from someone in five minutes. You can learn right away if there's chemistry or not. Like, Mm -hmm. you may not be super attracted to the person, but you're like, okay, you and I have just recently been talking about what we look for in a date, Mm -hmm. and both of us agree, smart and funny, okay? Those are our two Probably number one and number two, would you say? I mean, and they go hand in hand. There have to be an, there has to be an attraction, but I feel like in five minutes, I can tell whether someone's smart or fu- smart and If they can make you laugh and in that and initial that, period yeah. of time, and if they can't, I'm just kind of going to be like, eh, do I really want to spend any more time and energy on this? Whereas, if you meet online, you can't always tell, and then you have to go on an entire date and mm-hmm. sit there bored out of your ever loving mind, yeah, while they're telling you some long-winded story and not even pausing for breath and you know not making you laugh so yeah I don't know I'm all about it I think I think you should give it a try <laughs> see like I'm like I'm all about it you should try it <laughs> I love this idea you should, you should do, do it. it be our guinea pig Jackie I'm you know what I'm considering so okay 
Well, I will update you all on that. Uh, feedback welcome. If any of you guys, Beatheads, have done online dating, or excuse me, not speed online dating. <laughs> I know most of you have done online dating. If any of you have done speed dating, I would love your experience. We'd love to hear from you about that. So here's a question I have about that, and maybe you don't know, but speed dating used to be a thing. What was it in the 90s that people were doing I it? I feel like it was before that, like maybe even the 80s. So then my question is, why did we stop doing that? And second part, why is it back? I feel like online dating took over, right? Okay. I really do. Yeah. And then, so then it became, you could meet people, excuse me, you could meet a lot of people in a short period of time Mm. on your phone in the privacy of your own home. I mean, I can see that, but I also see the benefits of meeting them face-to-face before mm-hmm. you have any sort of commitment to an entire date. Well, I have one friend in particular who will be excited to hear that I'm thinking about it. So, Oh, good. Well, well you have to let us all know. I will, I will keep you posted. Um, and the only other little tidbit I have is a new TikTok dating trend. Okay. We're Gen Xers. I know. But these come <laughs> up in the internet, and so... I know. I'm I just, just kidding, but TikTok. It's really. called... I don't even know how you pronounce it. Hypergamy? Like polygamy, but hypergamy, hypergamy, sure, sure. <laughs> and so it's basically a fancy name for what these people call dating up, meaning trying to elevate your sort of dating someone who's in a higher socioeconomic yeah. status. Okay, because I think the term dating up often gets used when you just consider someone as like I hear people talk about their partners and say, "Oh, I'm dating up. My partner is so much better than me at this, that, or whatever." Right, mm. and. When it's used that way, I think it's really cute. But the way that they talk about it here, it's basically, it's specific to dating or marrying into that higher socioeconomic class. Uh. And my question as I was reading about this is like, my initial reaction was like, so it's just a fancy name for gold digging, right? Like, but then one of the proponents of it, who's actually a dating self Proclaimed dating expert or whatever dating. Um, what I'm a dating, dating coach. I was gonna say I'm a dating expert too, but for different reasons. But she says, <laughs> who doesn't want to elevate themselves? Who isn't trying to find someone that aligns with the goals you have for your own financial and educational life? And so, wouldn't you want to date someone that reflects what your goals are? And I was like, okay, that's an interesting way to look at it. So I just brought it up because I thought. What, is, what do you think? Um, I think people date for different reasons. And I think it just, I think it kind of depends on your goals, your overall goals. I mean, some people date just for fun. Some people date for companionship. Some people date just to have someone to have sex with. Um, so I don't necessarily think it's always about, quote, dating up or looking for someone to kind of elevate you. I think people date, like I said, for different reasons. I I don't know. It, it kind of that idea almost seems very old fashioned to me, or like very young. And it is very a younger generation. It, it, like I feel like people who are like just starting out, like looking to for their perfect partner to marry. I think maybe yeah, that would apply. But yeah. for me, not necessarily. I feel like I have what I need within myself. I feel like I'm very happy with where I am and who I am. So if I'm dating, it's just to add to that, not to elevate myself right. um, and I, I think know. you're right I think it's generationally yeah it's a different or thing. just where you are or what you're looking for in that relationship right or in like I know you want to get married that's kind of I mean eventually I'd like to yeah. find a partner whether so, it ends in marriage or <clears throat> not but yeah so would you think like when you're dating for for like a life partner you're looking to Date up. I don't know. I just don't like that term. Or um, I do think so. I believe there's an expression, "steel sharpens steel," and I do think if you find someone who challenges you in certain ways that align with ways you're trying to grow yourself, like we all have, like no one's sure. stag- no one should be stagnant. No one should be. Yeah. Um. So if you're if you're looking for someone who challenges you in those ways, in whatever those ways are for you. Mm. Um, I do think from a from a long term partnership standpoint, that, yeah, that makes sense to consider what what am I working toward, and do I want someone who's either there and can help me get there, or do I want someone where or does that not matter? I guess. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's a good, I'll have to think about that. It's an interesting, I, I just thought it was interesting. It was seemed to be worth raising the question. Hypergamy? Hypergamy. <laughs> I gotta look that one up. Okay, yeah. interesting. It's a, you know, thank you TikTok for mm. all you teach us mm. every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So love at first sight, Jackie. Love at first sight. Have you felt it? Have you experienced it? Do you believe in it? Do you want it? <laughs> Those are, that's a lot of questions, Dan, coming at me all at I once. Know. I just started real fast, like rapid fire questions. Seriously. Let's go. <laughs> Seriously, though, answer them. So let's go pull a D on here. Yes. Let's define the term. Let's define the term. So what, what is mean? love at first sight? How, how I have some things that I found off the internet, but I'm going to ask you sort of before I go into that, how do you look at love at first sight? What do you think of when you think of it? You're probably not going to like my answer. That's okay. There's no right or wrong here. Well, I think it's kind of, I mean, I, I, I scoff. Mm-hmm. I scoff. I'm like, that's bullshit. There is no such thing as love at first sight because love it, for me the actual, yes, lust at first sight, yes, um, attraction at first sight, like obsession at first sight, none of those are love. Love takes time, takes years to grow. You have to get beyond that initial attraction to really, I mean, I feel like in my experience, it's taken sometimes years to unearth the true essence of a person. So I can be like, oh, I'm so in love but is is it really love? I mean, yes. Or is that just infatuation? Or is it just infatuation? And to say that you could experience true love the first time you see someone, I don't know. Unless there's a different meaning that you can help me see or give me a different perspective, that initial knee-jerk reaction when I hear love at first sight is total bullshit. Okay. So a lot of the internet agrees with you in terms of the scientific <laughs> oh, research. Oh, good. So... One article I read defined love at first sight is the moment in which you feel an instant connection with someone. Okay. okay. Uh, Psych Central did a whole article on it, and they actually cited an older Gallup poll that said 52% of people in the U.S. believed in love at first sight. Which, Are by you the serious? way, when I wrote that out, because I take my notes and I, I scribble, yeah, yeah. Um, I just started abbreviating. Love at first sight is LAFS. It's laughs. Which I am right now laughing <laughs> right? I knew you would be. on the inside. And then a more recent study in 2017, that was only of 5,000 people, said that about 40% had claimed to have had an experience with love at first sight. And they defined it as unusual chemistry that you have not felt before, sharing an instant soulful connection, and that you feel a sense of quote unquote coming home. Okay. Hold on with that one now. That's intriguing. Okay. That is definitely a more fleshed out version. Read that again because that's interesting. I, I want to ponder that one. So an unusual chemistry okay. that you haven't felt before. Okay. Sharing an instant soulful connection. Okay. And kind of feeling a sense of quote unquote coming home. Have you experienced that before? So what I have experienced, I don't think has ever equated to what I, I wouldn't say, oh, I love that person. But that, that definition. I, I have, you know what, I can, I can remember meeting certain people and knowing in an instant that there's a connection, that there is something that's going to happen with this person, whether it happens in that instant mm. or not. And, and in some cases, it's been a friendship. In other cases, it's been a romantic relationship. But there's been a moment, like the moment I met them, I was like, oh, there's something here. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that it was love. Right. Because if that, so that definition, when you read that, that actually struck me because that is actually how I felt when I met the person who became my second husband. Okay. Now, mind you, let's just take our listeners back. I was married at the time. Right. I was not in any way, shape, or form looking to get out of my marriage. I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I mean, I'll give you that. But I wasn't seeking anyone else at all. But I met this person. I was seated beside him on a plane. Mm-hmm. So many weird coincidences led, that, led to that moment. And when I sat down and we started talking, it was literally like I had known him my entire life. I felt this instant 
not attraction because I think where I was in my marriage, I wasn't allowing myself sure. to, you know, and you have to kind of allow that in. And yeah, I wasn't, oh, for sure. um, he was objectively attractive, but I wasn't attracted to him physically. It was more like this connection, like a, like a soul connection where I'm like, I know you, how do I, how, why do I, why am I so comfortable with you? How do I know you so well already? And we sat there because we sat on the tarmac for three hours while they were de-icing the plane. Oof, that really helps my fear of flying a lot. Um, but anyway, like by the time we left, we were literally like best friends. Like we were having the best time. I have never connected so instantly with someone. And so much so that the flight attendant was coming down the aisle and he was like, oh, you know, how long have you guys known each other? And we're like, we just met. And he was like, what? And we all just started laughing, and then he started bringing us wine, which was super fun. Um, but no, it was this... Because wine brings people together. Well, we were already there, but he he really made it happen. But it was such a... And like that third one, where it says, it feels like you're coming home. Mm-hmm. I remember telling people, I just met this guy, and it feels like he's my... And this is kind of weird, given the fact that we got married later, but I remember telling people he seemed like my long-lost brother. Okay. But what I meant was just there was such a just a soulful connection and such a familiarity mm-hmm. with him. That's um, the word I was just about to say. Familiar, familiarity. Yeah. Almost familial. Like he was part of my family, but I just never met him. And so I think, and he told me that when he first met me, and it's funny, you said this earlier, he said, I knew that you would be in my life in some capacity, whether mm-hmm. it was a best friend or whether we would end up together. And I thought that was insane because, of course, you know, many things happened between there. But looking back after we ended up together, I was like, well, was that love at first sight? Now, again, I still am like, well, no, because I didn't love him. I didn't know him. But if we're going by that definition, maybe. Maybe it was. Maybe. That's interesting. See? Yeah. You just had an open mind moment. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. It's, well, it's and, and to support what you said earlier most of the experts out there yeah claim that love at first sight really is more of an attraction and not real love for the same reasons that you express love takes time to develop and you have to get to know the person well like but yeah. this idea of that we just described yeah. of, of love at first sight can be quote unquote a profound energetic hit yeah and yeah. that i have felt I don't think I've ever met someone, I mean, I can think of several, well, several sounds like a lot, but mm-hmm. I can think of m- more than people, one. <laughs> multiple people, not a veritable cornucopia, oh. but um, not even really a plethora. Um, was it myriad, do you think? Myriad people? How many are in a myriad? No, there's not, um, could be three to 10. <laughs> On the low end of a myriad, it's a small myriad. I just made that up. It's a small myriad. <laughs> small myriad, okay. But... I can remember certain people and you just know that when you meet them in that instant, you know, that person, like your, yeah. your husband said, yeah, that person is going to be a yeah. factor and you can't even put your finger on it at the moment. But at least for me, like I can reflect back and go, I remember the moment I met them and there's just something clicks. But could that happen? Has that happened to you in non-romantic mm-hmm. friendships? Absolutely. Okay. So, right. Okay. So what would you call that? Would you call that love at first sight? <laughs> I mean, you can love your friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go down that path. Maybe. Just curious. I was curious, like how you. Yeah. So the article. I think it's connect at first sight. Maybe connection, connection. at first sight. Um. So, brides. I read this article in Brides magazine that kind of to your point said, um, it basically their point is love at first sight is an overwhelming sensation and it feels like love, but really it's not. And they said it's basically the endorphins flowing between mm-hmm. two people. So basically it's an indication of strong physical attraction. And they're mm-hmm. like, that's great. Physical attraction is a good start, mm-hmm. but it's not really love. It's just, you know, it's like it, the feel good chemicals between two people, because for whatever reason, like in pheromones, we talk about pheromones, right? Like yeah. those, those chemicals that are between two people, who knows why, you know, I mean, I've met people I didn't really find that physically attractive, but I was like, ooh, we're connecting on a certain deep yeah. level. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Well, and it is interesting. So I read, read slash perused. There's some articles I read more thoroughly than others, mm. but nearly everything that I researched when I asked the internet the question, can <laughs> love at first right. sight lead to a lasting 
relationship, they all said there's no guarantees regardless of how a relationship starts. So there's no right. better or worse odds for right. love at first sight right. than for any other type of initial connection. So I thought that was interesting. And here's another fact that I thought was really fascinating. Insider.com shared that there was a 2017 poll, different I think than the one that I mentioned in the Psych Central article, that said, this surprised me, 61% of women and 72% of men say they have had, they think it's real. They Either they've had an experience or they think love at first sight is real. Because there is a real chemical reaction in your brain when right. you are attracted to and infatuated with someone yeah. that makes you feel like you love that person. And you know what? I, As much as I want to call bullshit on all of it, I will say that love is... Like, who's to say what love is for one person, right? Just because it's not love for me doesn't mean it's not love for someone else. Like, okay, this may not, it's not exactly the same thing, but I remember when I was 16, I fell in love for the first time. Like, I mean, head over heels, like, like never felt those feelings before in my life. Like, he was my first everything. Um, and, of course, I was devastated we broke up. But I, I know that... As I've gotten older, I've heard people talk about younger people, whether it's a 16-year-old, whether it's a 20-year-old, whatever, and they're like, that can't be love. What do they know about love? And to that I say, they know as much about love as they can at that stage in mm -hmm. their life. And so who am I to say, oh, that 19-year-old kid, pff, they don't know what love is. They've never been through, like, blah, blah, blah. Of course they haven't because they're young. But that doesn't, that doesn't negate the fact that at that point in their life, they could truly feel love. Like, I believe that at 16, as much as I knew about love, I was in love. Now, I can look back at that from a 49-year-old's perspective and say, well, that's not real love. But it was at the time. Well, and I would say, I would take it one step further, too, especially at those younger ages where you haven't really <laughs> developed cynicism. <laughs> so I feel like love at those ages is all about heart and the brain really isn't taken along for the ride right. as much, right? And we learn as we get older that truly lasting loving relationships involve head, heart, gut, vagina. We've talked about that, right? So I would involve the vagina. But that's <laughs> nothing. Anyway. But but the point is, I think you're right that at that age, what you know of love yes. is how it feels and, and nothing right. else. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, it makes me sad when I hear people talk about, oh, what do they know? They're too young. I'm like, but they don't need to know. They just feel what they feel. So it is love for them. Mm -hmm. So it's the same. I think what I'm trying to get at is by that same token, like even though we can now be like, well, it's not real love at first sight. But who's to say that it isn't real love? Right. It's not deep long-lasting love at that point but maybe it is love because maybe we're just allowing ourselves to be open to that experience of those chemicals without like you said like all the baggage coming in and all the cynicism and the jadedness or whatever happens as we go along we start to try to protect ourselves protect our hearts you're right does that make sense it does you're absolutely right like I'm just thinking like maybe maybe the purest form of love is when you first meet someone because all you have are those the feeling. feelings and the emotions oh man i'm getting so deep and i'm just like blowing my and own we're mind not right even now. drinking and we're <laughs> maybe that's what we need jackie we just need to not drink anymore we're just getting so deep well i mean honestly i've gone on a couple of first dates since in this period of not drinking yeah and how that has that been really really different right yeah but the conversations are much much beyond surface level, right? Because mm. what is, what about the vulnerability, though? Because I feel like sometimes when you have a glass of wine, it's just a little easier to be vulnerable. Um, I feel like when I am on a date and I've had a couple glasses of wine, I use I'm more comfortable shifting into a maybe a more flirtatious place okay. mm -hmm. to skip over to just glaze over anything that might require me to actually be vulnerable because as you all know I'm not oh. super comfortable with vulnerability oh. but when I am not drinking I can make a 
more of a decision to open myself up and be like I've had some deeper conversations that involved a little more vulnerability than you would have sitting around a bar with a guy. So you can be more more. That's a hard word. More vulnerable. 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 Yeah, you can be vulnerable. Uh, Well, I just insulted my my grammatic background. Um, So you can be more open. Mm-hmm. with people when you're not drinking because you don't lapse into the crutch of flirtation. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. You heard it here first, listeners. This little self-awareness um, moment. So here's a question great. for you going okay. back to love at first sight. Oh, yes. What if, do you think it's possible or likely that, what if one person has that kismet moment that, I was like, and the other person is like, nah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's called unrequited love, right? Unrequited love at first sight. Ow. (laughs) Ouch. I want to hug everybody. There's, I think we've all, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm sure we've all experienced that at some point where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is my person. This is the person I'm meant to be with. And they're like, yeah, no. So, okay. So I had a person that I dated who to this day, if he were here right now, he would say that You're the he experienced love yeah. at first sight when we met. Oh, wow. We did end up dating for a significant period of time. I didn't necessarily feel that in the moment when I met him. I remember thinking... Do you mind my asking like where you guys met? We met at a trade show. Okay. So it was work-related. Did you find him attractive? And I knew who he was, but we had never met in person before. Did you find him attractive? Yeah, but I didn't even think anything about it. And then it was later when he reached out and, and okay. said that he you know, expressed his interest. And then it was even later than that that we actually began dating. Wow. Um, but it, it, it it's interesting because I didn't necessarily feel the same way in that moment. But then hearing that he had felt that way, I was like, I mean, who A, who wouldn't be completely just flattered by that? Like, what a nice thing to hear. But B, it kind of opened my mind to the, oh, let me, let's explore that. Let's see what that's about. Did he tell you what it was about you that made him? He just said that this makes, I sound, I feel like I sound so conceited. This, no, but, he said this. But I, he I mean, just said that he saw me um, where I was working at the moment and that he was very struck by me and that he felt like he knew in that moment that I was the person. Oh, well, what does he think now? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you would have you to ask him. You are not the person. <laughs> I, I think you, I mean. I mean, how did he, re- I, guess, I guess my question is, and I'm not trying to be snarky, how did he reconcile that with the fact that you are not together? Like, if you were his person, if you were that person he was supposed to be with your destiny, Jackie, how does he reconcile that I with the fact that you're. I don't think he has reconciled it. Oh, you oh so he you think he's still pining away somewhere out there? No, be I honest. Don't think it. He is? He shares he's we're waiting still in touch. for we're you. Still in touch. And I he has expressed that that he considers me the one that got away and that he still loves me and yeah. So basically you just have to say the word and he's going to come Um I don't know that that's like that's oversimplifying it, but I is think it? if I were open to it, he would But I think it's very simple in his mind. <laughs> It seems like it is. Wow. That I mean, that is flattering. And also, there's a lot of pressure that comes along with being someone's true love when you don't feel the same. That that would make me uncomfortable, to be totally well, honest. Well, and it's just, there was, I mean, this was the long-distance relationship. There was a oh. whole lot of reasons why it didn't, it didn't pan out the way that we had hoped at the time. But, yeah, it just, it was... Yeah, but but I guess the point of that whole story is that he would tell you if he were here today, and I know he's listening. Oh, this just has a whole new level of awkwardness. I can remember. Apologies, sir. Um, Don't know you. But, oh, I just can't. Anyway, he shared with me (laughs) that 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 was how he felt when we first met, and I was very surprised by that. Mm-hmm. That's very cute. Um, and very, very touched by it. But obviously, mm-hmm. because it precluded an, a nice, mm-hmm. a significant relationship mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. 
So he was living in a rom-com and he just like saw you and like the thunder <laughs> and lightning crashed and right. you <laughs> and then you both had to run under a tree to shelter yourselves from the there rain was and then you like yeah, in the middle of the town center and, then <laughs> and you were coming to help destroy his family business <laughs> but then you met him okay sorry <laughs> can you tell I fucking hate these things and it was apple <gasps> harvest time oh, and, geez, then and then there was a festival I fell off the ladder yeah. but he caught me and yeah it was it was a whole thing hallmark are you listening there's a movie in here yeah they've made that movie over over and over over. yeah big city girl country boy yep okay so anyway jackie you've had unrecorded or you've been the object of unrecorded first love well no it wasn't unrecorded i mean it just was it did not quite it isn't the right word okay it didn't it it, was recorded i didn't have that thunderbolt moment when i met him okay but it did eventually become a significant relationship okay. in my life. And I did love him. Mm. And so I just, you know, and then the relationship, you know, ran the course that it ran and largely because of distance and other factors. But, but yeah, I just, I think back and then have I ever been on the other side of that where I felt this intense connection with someone that they didn't feel with me? And the answer is, I don't know. Because as I mentioned earlier, there's a number of people that, a small myriad people that I met where I did, excuse me, feel, <laughs> I'm not drinking champagne, but I have this lovely sparkling ice beverage. I've had like two sips and the carbonation's <laughs> making me burp a little like I'm drinking champagne. So it's kind of like everything's the same. Um, but anyway, the people that I've met where I did feel like a little connection instantly mm-hmm. and maybe it was maybe it was just an attraction or whatever but there's it's more than an attraction it's a there's something that person's going to factor into my life in some way but what if and I don't know whether or not they, I never talked about it with them to the level that I don't yeah. know if they felt the same way or not and what if you do feel whatever we want to call it love at first sight let's just say love for the you know purposes of this conversation what if you did feel love at first sight and it either didn't or couldn't go anywhere. Does that negate the love? Does anything negate a feeling? Exactly. So if we're looking at love at first sight as like that strong, intense feeling, because I know I've, I've had that. I, when I'm thinking about that specific definition that we were talking about earlier, the feeling like you're coming home to someone, that connection, mm-hmm. I've really only felt that not very often and it was definitely with my ex-husband when, so where not it even did, a myriad not a myriad not not myriad times probably um not definitely not a veritable cornucopia or a plethora um a few a couple okay but I have had a couple instances of that super strong deep connection that for whatever reason was never destined to become anything else and I knew that and so, but did it change my feelings? No. And it didn't even make me sad. It was more just like, <laughs> but I'm a little bit, I'm a little strange when it comes to feelings. Like I feel very, well, you too, but I feel very, very, very deeply. I feel all my feelings very deeply. And sometimes there's a beauty in sadness. Mm-hmm. And if you can just lean into that and be like, this is a very sad and tragic situation. And it is what it is. And I'm just going to embrace it <laughs> and not enjoy it because that's a little bit too um, masochistic, but just be in it and say, okay, this is what it is for right now and that's all it can ever be. So I have felt that before. I wouldn't say it was unrequited. I would say it was victim of circumstance. Sure. Or situational. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. It does. What I'm sitting here thinking about as we're talking about that, like, well, you have that moment and then kind of talking about, do we let, you know, did I have the conversation with people? And I am picturing people walking around with like little, almost like business cards, Thunderbolt business cards. And you meet someone and you're like, I'm just going to give you this. So you know that I feel a connection. Like, like can you go around just telling people when you have that? It almost makes me feel like, have you ever watched that show Black Mirror? No, I've not. Well, by the way, I thought you said Black Mayor black at first, and I was like, "Sorry, no, that's... Dion, I have not watched that." There show. are lots of Black Mayors, and I'm sure they're lovely people, and that's not at all what the show's about. Black um, Mirror, Mirror. Sorry, I can't speak Black Mirror. It's a, 
I haven't watched all the episodes, but it's, you know, it's kind of like a sci-fi, like futuristic almost, like what could happen. It kind of explores like social media and all this. But I'm just imagining an episode of that where it's something like cards, but it's like an electronic thing or something where you can like walk up to someone and just like tap them. And if they tap you back or something, like on your phone, it's I don't like know. It's like swiping. Like kind of, but like, but IRL. yeah, yeah. And then you're like, all of a sudden you both feel that lightning bolt and then you're like, oh, we're meant to be. <laughs> but you'd have to kind of be on the on the ready because I do feel like those you, moments well, yeah. don't, ha- they never happen when you're preparing, when you're prepared for something like that. They, they never don't happen, happen when at the you're club. prepared. No. At, they don't at happen. At the club. At the club. <laughs> If you guys could see, we're both. If you could see how much I don't look like I ever go to Doug Club, Club. Um, you would find that as funny as Dion just did. Mm-hmm. But like, it was just your motion of your head. <laughs> but but the or point at is the like, bar. like I I feel like I'm sure you've done the same thing where you're like ah. Oh, I'm gonna go out tonight. I'm feeling cute. I'm gonna oh, meet somebody. One hundred percent, and you never do. And you and and even if you do, it's not that soulful connection that feels like coming home, right? Yeah. It's that last call connection that feels like I don't want to go home alone or whatever. So not that I think I told you about the the guy that I had like a one week stand with. I would say like a few months ago, <laughs> one week stand. That's awesome. Um. It was like, it was very, I, I, it was very much like that. Like I, it was a Sunday afternoon. I was out running errands in my leggings and t-shirt with no makeup on and my hair in a bun, much like I look right now. Um, and you know, just literally out running errands and then stopped to watch football at a bar. And my friends are like, Hey, we're having a drink down here. Come down. And I was like, okay. I was in Sunday errand mode and I go down there and this guy walks into the wine bar where I was and literally like our eyes just locked and there was this crazy chemistry I would not call it love at first sight listeners I'm just saying it's an example of what you're (laughs) talking about which that was not in my plan that day but maybe that's part of it maybe if I had planned it the universe would have been like no no this is not your time this is not your time now did that relationship go anywhere no it did not we're still friends wasn't meant to be long term but it was that instant soulful connection where like our eyes met and I'm like, wow, I need to know this person. Not just carnally, but, <laughs> but not, not, carnally. not, not carnally. I need to know him more than just in a biblical sense. And I did. And it was lovely, but I don't think I could have planned that moment. Well, so I did ask, as you know, mm-hmm. our beat heads, how they feel about love at first sight. And I just thought it would be fun to share some of the feedback that we got from them. Yeah, I didn't see that survey. Oh. Well, I posted it on our page and on my page. Today? Yesterday. Okay, weird. It was still last minute. I guess I haven't been on. That's okay. It's quite all right. Um, So what I thought, again, I'm surprised. I think I thought more people would be skeptical than are. And that that statistic of 61 and 72% says is kind of in alignment with this. Is it bearing out? So we only had six people that responded, and which is fine. It was a very last-minute thing. Four of the six people said that, yes, they did believe love at first sight is possible. One said no, and one was unsure. Okay. Then I asked, have you ever experienced it? And Four out of six said yes, and two said no. So that's so funny. <laughs> Obviously, like same. Yeah, I'm good. Um, same and then four. I asked if anyone had a story that they wanted to share, or just thoughts on the subject that we wanted to hear from them. And since none of them asked me to share their names, I'm going to keep them all anonymous. Absolutely. So one of our beat heads shared that I'm assuming it's a her, but that's a big. Oh well, yeah. I think it is a her just based on the rest of it. My husband and I met on Tinder. His profile picture was him sitting on a throne. He looked so regal. After we That's connected cute. by swiping right, I said, you look like a duke. His response was, I'll be your duke if you'll be my duchess. And then she has all these very lovey, swirly. <laughs> I've lost Dion. I've lost Dion. I'm sorry. Emojis after that. So, I mean, that's that's her thought on 
I don't know if it, I guess love at first sight and that was on an app wow she felt that connection through an app how long have they been together I'm not sure because I, I oh, honestly right, I don't know. know exactly who it I is I mean I will say good for you Beathead good for you I think that your story is rare, but that's just my cynical view, and that's great. I'm glad that you found your duke, and you found his duchess. So this other one, she says, well, you know my story, and I can I know who it is based on what she's saying here. Um, and she's actually been on the podcast, and so she said, she said, you know my story. We met in a doctor's office and then actually met at coffee Ten oh, yeah. days later. That's a cute story. It is. That being said, I do believe the universe puts people in your life for a reason. Sometimes it is an instant new friend, like you've known them forever. Oh. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Or you feel an overly strong dislike for someone you just met. Oh, yeah, girl. I Why feel not that. experience love at first sight, too? Okay. I, I, I like that approach because it's very practical, mm-hmm. and I can jive with that. Like, I'm like, yes, I... Yes, that is so true. I mean, um, have you experienced hate at first sight? Oh, absolutely. It is, it's, that is a chemical reaction. And I, that's when I start to wonder about past lives. <laughs> because I'm like, how do I hate this Did person so much? Um, and also sometimes they just remind me of people in my actual past, like on, in this life, that maybe I've forgotten. But then I'll be like, oh my gosh, that's why I can't stand that person. So it's really not fair. But sometimes it's just an intense dislike and you're like, Why? Yeah, no. So I think that's a good point. If you can experience an intense like or dislike, why not love? But again, I think love is deeper than that. So anyway, I have one we'll go more off with story your to share. Okay. My wife and I became best friends first and then oh. grew in love. That oh. was in high school. The love continues <gasps> to grow 30 years later. I think, quote unquote, falling in love is something different and maybe something less. Oh my God. Dion's I'm, almost crying. I'm 90% sure I know who okay, that person that is. Okay, that was so poetic and beautiful. And screw you guys. Relationship goals. That's that's my way of saying, like, if, you know, I'm jealous. If is who I think it is, and I'm pretty sure it is who I think it is, he and his wife have absolute relationship goals. Well, I'm happy for you guys. I truly am. And, and I'm just going to say this. Not about them specifically, but I believe... You can have a spark at first sight, but I've always said this, even long before the podcast, I think that, and you can even be in love, but to be successful in a long-term relationship, like to have a happy, loving, long-term relationship, I think a lot of luck goes into it. Luck and fucking I'm just going to say, well, but work is the obvious one, but like luck, because I feel like you can be married for 40, 50 years. That doesn't impress me. Because whatever, people stick through things. Like, they stick with things they probably shouldn't. But to be happy and in love for that whole time, yes, work. But there is a bit of luck because how do you grow with someone for 40 or 50 years? How do you – because you're both changing. And I feel like that's where a little bit of luck comes in. Like you just happen to get lucky and meet this person that you can grow and change together with because that is not easy to do. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think that, you know, we've asked the question before, how come some people seem to always find someone great and other people are single forever? And I do believe what you said. There's an element of luck to it. There's an element. I'm not saying that's the greatest element. Exactly. Because hard work is obviously, like, the biggest thing. But I think that there's a small bit of it that you're like, you just got lucky you found that person that you can – you, you were in the right place you at were the, the right yeah. time, and you met that person, and then yeah, and all then you did happened. yes. Yeah. Um, but yes, is that fate? Is that serendipity? I don't oh, know. That is a good question. We haven't talked about that. Fate and serendipity is is fate. Is there? Oh no. I mean, how did like if yeah. if you're are you destined to meet certain people? Are they destined to be part of your path, or is it strictly chance? Oh, that's the age-old question. Have we done an episode on this? We've not. Because this would be kind of fun to actually delve into more deeply and have some... I would love to do, like, a little panel discussion about this topic. Yeah, who wants to be like, on that panel? Yeah, like... Raise your hands, Men, women, like, any gender orientation, we would, like... I would love to have lots of different perspectives on that, because I don't know what I believe. 
I've gone over and over this in my head. Part of me thinks it's sentimental, like romantic comedy BS. Part of it, part of me is like, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and then all kinds of factors, like what is your faith practice? Right. What is your, your, your core belief system t- tell you about what is what is put in your path and what you stumble upon, right? And like, some and, people will be like, oh, well, God put this person in my path, which, you know, you hear a lot of other people will be like, it I'm, was just a coincidence. Or, yeah, and, and or yeah. Or the universe, that, or the who, stars okay, be, aligned. Raise your or, hand if you yeah. want to be on that panel discussion. <laughs> me, me, I do. Me, and, me, me. And what would, we, we'll have to even figure out what we would call that one. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting point that Brides Magazine made, going back to Love for Sight. And I love this. It says, love at first sight doesn't guarantee love at second sight. Hmm. I'm like, huh. Tell me more, brides. Tell me more. Um, I mean, I've been drunk and thought someone was really (laughs) cute at first sight. And then the second time I saw them, I was like, oh. So it's basically saying, like, if you, let's say you go out with someone. Like, you meet someone on your app. And you go out with them for the first time and you're like, oh my gosh, the chemistry is crazy. We're having these amazing conversations. Like, they're so attractive. Like, all these things. And you're like, this is love. This has got to be it. You know, it reminds me of, like, Charlotte from Sex and the City. Like, oh, I finally met the one. Like, okay, you've gone out one time with him, right? Right. Um, But they're like, yeah, okay, that's great. And they're like, but, and this is kind of funny. I never thought about this. They're like, if you had a great first date or you had a great first meeting, that's great. But next time you hang out with that person, do something totally different mm-hmm. just to see how much of the experience was like what was happening in that moment and how much of it was the person and themselves. And, and this is another little tangent, but it reminds me of like, we're, we're both in the wine industry and we've, you know, you always hear these stories of someone who, let's say they go to Italy and they're with their partner and they're having this wonderful romantic vacation and they go to this local winery and they have this beautiful bottle of wine and they're sitting out in the vineyards and they're drinking and they're like, oh, this is fantastic. This wine is the best wine I've ever had. So they buy it and they take it home and they get home and they're drinking it and they're like, huh, this isn't as good as we remember it being there. The context is different. Yes. And I swear in wine, there's so much to do with the context. Um, Yes, this wine might be delicious, but when you, when everything else around you is ideal that wine is going to taste even better so i feel like it's very similar to this like what if you go on this amazing first date and i don't know you go to a great dinner and then you walk along and you watch the sunset (laughs) (laughs) like whatever you're doing but you're like oh but the chemistry is perfect so basically this article is like yeah that's great take the context out or change the context and mix it up. Mm-hmm. See if you still feel those same sparks. It's just, a, it's a different way of looking at it. I like that. Yeah. No, I think that that's, I think that that's a fantastic You know, they're point. like, what matters is, are you still feeling the spark no matter what you're doing? And then, I don't know, like wait till you have a cold and then <laughs> tell them to come over and, you know, you're like at your worst. Are you still <laughs> feeling the spark? I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, or or wait until they have a cold. There and are go. they still attractive to yeah. you when they're blowing, blowing their, their nose, nose and they're sneezing coughing and all over? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, right. I I get that. I get that. And, and that's practical. That's realistic. And honestly, the context could also be you go into that first date and you're all excited and hopeful and, and happy. But what if you had just been in a car accident on your way there? And your mood is dark and you have kind of a dark cloud over your head mm. when you go meet that person. Do mm. you have the same experience? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so. And did you also know that people fall in love more quickly when they meet under stressful circumstances? Like in the movie Speed? Yes. Much Keanu like, much like Sandra. Sandra. Like speeding They bus, fell in like, love. I, right. They were making out as soon right. as they were being wheeled off the to be fair, yes. it's Keanu fucking Reeves. Okay. And Sandra Bullock. I mean, I don't love her, but him, I love him. Like, I could be, well, I was going to make a joke about being in a submarine, but. Oh, yeah. Bad timing. <laughs> Bad timings. I'm just saying, like, I could be, I don't know. But anyway, point is, that is that is a true 
scientific fact that they've studied couples who have met under stressful circumstances and people fall in love under those kind of circumstances so so I need to spend more time <laughs> on speeding buses in hyper stressful situations what about like a roller coaster like you could meet oh, someone I'm in an amusement nice park on a exactly but neither is the person next to you Unless they love roller coasters, <laughs> and then they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, well, that would show your incompatibility real quick. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Hmm. Ooh, in a room filled with spiders. I don't oh, think I could grief. fall in love in a room filled with spiders. That's mm. not actually possible. When you're terrified for your life, probably not. Although, I don't know, maybe. Maybe if they... Super creeped out. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if they sexy. scooped you up and, like, rescued you. I mean, if he Indiana jones to me. Uh, absolutely. Just don't bring snakes. No, no. He hates snakes. Yes. Um, Yes. Okay. All right. What else? What else? Anything else about love at first sight? That's all that I've got. That's all that I've got. Do you have anything left? Um, No, I I do. If it's time for takeaways, I will say that you have, you slash your research has. The internet. (laughs) Your perspective, your um, insight has given me a little bit of food for thought around this because, as you know, I tend to just be very cut and dry and cynical and, like, you know, this is all a bunch of BS. But I think that's the fourth time I've actually used that term on this podcast. Um, But I I don't know. I'm starting to maybe – I kind of like the thought of maybe love at first sight is true love because it's when only our feelings or our emotions and our um, hormones are involved and not all of the – dark intrusive thoughts that come on in to ruin a beautiful thing I don't know or to enhance it you can have thoughts that thoughts and no not my thoughts okay no no Dion's dark thoughts that's a whole other podcast (laughs) Dion's dark thoughts stay tuned listeners darkness with Dion (laughs) I mean I just named your next podcast thank you you're welcome I want credit. But uh, any takeaways? What yeah, do you think? My, I mean, my takeaway really is what is love? Baby, Baby don't, don't hurt me. See, that's my dark thought that I'm going to get hurt right there. <laughs> but but it, as you pointed out, what is love? Is it that feeling? Is it that connection? I don't think that I've ever truly experienced love at first sight. But right. as I said earlier, I have experienced a profound connection right. with someone that I couldn't even describe if I wanted to um like you've known them forever exactly or like, like or you just know something's yeah. gonna happen yeah. not, not even what it is I don't always right. know that it's gonna be romantic but you just meet someone and there's it's almost like a click that happens and then clicks into place yeah. inside you and you're like there's something and then later you spend more time with that person like oh because you're meant to be in my life in some way right right and right. But is that love? I don't know. Is it attraction sometimes? Could it become love? Yeah. So I feel like we, I assumed we would be on polar opposite ends of this spectrum. But I feel like we're both kind of in the middle. I feel like you've envisioned me as like... (laughs) Like the gal from what was that yeah. movie? Enchanted. With like, I just came out of a, yes. a cartoon and I'm wearing a princess yes. dress and I'm floating Literally. around. Literally, true love. Literally, no. Actually, I think of you more as like Julie Andrews in Sound of Music, just twirling in a field of daisies and like Aww. my favorite movie of all time, by the way. So that's a compliment. And like the cameras panning down, panning down, and like, oh, there's Jackie. She's twirling and twirling and twirling, and she's just so happy and she's waiting for her gorgeous captain to come and like take her away although he was kind of an ass for a while but that's okay she won him over I don't want an ass um, no 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 no. he was he was just hurt he was a hard have you ever seen it it's a beautiful, oh, it's been a long beautiful time movie oh my god um no but I just it's more that I just envision you twirling around in fields of daisies well huh. I walk around with a dark cloud over my head interesting yeah I, I think the truth is we're somewhere between daisies <laughs> and dark clouds we are both. we are all right so beat heads Please, if you enjoyed this show, and frankly, even if you didn't, could you give us a, a like, well, a, a, a nice five-star rating? We'd review rather you us, be unless honest. Unless you don't like it, then just, then just slide into our DMs with that feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, if you want to be a panelist on a discussion about fate versus luck. Serendipity and all the rest of those words. We'd love to have you. Yeah. So let us know. 
we're always open to new guests mm-hmm. and new ideas. If you have, again, if you have a topic that you would love for us to cover, mm-hmm. reach out to us because we want to make you happy and we want to talk about the things that you're interested in. So tell us. 84 countries now. Did you know that? No. I posted a thing on our, it's been so long since we sat down together. I posted a thing so I didn't do a whole geography okay. quiz for you okay. today. Okay. Thank you. What was it? What was it? I don't remember. <laughs> I'd have to look at the... You're like, please don't ask me what it is. <laughs> I'd have to look at the thing. Okay. I know that Lily, who saw the post, she guessed the right country, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Good job, it. Lily. Maybe you can tell us. Yeah, Lily, All what right. country Liz. was it? <laughs> All right, so Beatheads, we will see you again soon. Thank you for your patience during our little unplanned hiatus. We'll try not to do that to you too often without at least warning you next time. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.